minimalists. <laughs> Today, Laura is asking us, "How do I fight the paradox of choice at the grocery store?" Now she's specifically talking about Whole Foods because you and I talk about Whole Foods when we're on tour. Like one of the first things we do is like go to Whole Foods and buy the appro appropriate healthy food so that we don't gorge on unhealthy options that are mm -hmm. convenient, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I think about like so we're we're trying to build this uh, this uh, nonprofit food co-op on on the west side of Dayton. Yes. And the reason that that's so important is people have access to food 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 being like cheetos to calories right they don't have access to nutrition <laughs> right and so so whole foods is a great option or similar stores it doesn't have to be whole foods i don't have brand loyalty to whole foods no so much as i know that if i go there i'm going to get a consistent decent healthy option now there are some whole foods that are way better than others the the worst Whole Foods I've ever been to is the one in Beverly Hills. I went there once because I was driving through there. Have you been to that one? Dude, Los Angeles in general, you think would have like the nicest version of everything? You would think so. Especially Beverly Hills, right? It's the, it's one of the nicest neighborhoods in the world. Right. And it is one of the worst Whole Foods I've ever been to. <laughs> no, right? It's yeah. unbelievable, the, man. The bathroom's like in the stock room. Oh my God, Yeah, dude. Uh, The best Whole Foods I've ever been to. Have you been to the one in Dayton, Ohio? It's right next to where your condo used to be. Oh, yes, that is a great one. It's so on, uh, good. 725 right there, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. good. And there's one in Pasadena that's great. Yeah. Um, what makes so, it great? Um, uh, cleanliness. Yes. Um, uh, selection in yeah. terms of uh, the hot bar is something I often go to. So yeah. having a good, fresh food at the hot bar. Mm -hmm. And then they have to have the 100% dark chocolate. Dude. That's what makes it great. Yes, but there's a specific kind of 100% dark chocolate. Yeah, it's called primal something. It, primal has like food. A, it has like a chimpanzee on the front, like a cartoon yeah. chimpanzee. Yes. And it is some of the some of the best chocolate. There's, there's It has little coconut flakes in it. Yeah, there's one though that Trader Joe's has that has little cocoa nibs in it. Yeah, that's good too. Oh, it starts with an M. They're not, neither of those cool. are as good as fruition. That is the fruition truth. Fruition makes the best. Yes. Just chocolate. And dude, if you have 20 bucks per uh, bar to spend on... Is that how much they are? I, I thought they were like 12, but yeah. Is that the, well, I mean, is that the one that like you, you really can get it only by ordering it? Yeah. Like you, there's yeah. nowhere you can I don't buy think there's store. any stores that carry it. Is it, only is it only 12? I think it's 12 I mean, 12 bucks. is still a lot of money to pay for a bar of chocolate, but after shipping yes. and stuff, you're looking at... Yeah. But, it is, but that's why... I don't have it all the time is because like I have to specialty order this chocolate and right. it is like $12. And I bar. want it now. Right. I will say though, like for all the chocolate lovers out there, if, uh, if you do want to just experience one, it is totally worth like, you know, the $12 plus whatever you pay for shipping and handling to get if one. If you bar. like dark chocolate. My God, dude, yeah. it is like, well, it's funny because, um, so Mariah uses Nourish Balance Thrive and every time that those folks send her a new uh, pack of vitamins, they always throw a bar of chocolate in there. Yeah. And I just, I look forward to that. You open I, the pack? I really, <laughs> I just, all the supplements, I move out of the way and find the chocolate. Sorry, honey, they didn't send you one this <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, what happened? There's chocolate all over your face. So I, uh, this last time they sent one, there was a note in there that said, do not eat. And I was like in the bar of chocolate, you open it up and it's, and the first thing you see is this piece of paper says, do not eat. And then you, of course it makes you read why you shouldn't eat it. And it's like, you should savor this, let it melt in your mouth. But I actually have never really approached that with chocolate. It is like chocolate in mouth, chew, 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 yum, 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 swallow. Yeah. Or like I started with this really good chocolate to just like break off a piece yeah. and kind of treat it like a, like a, a piece of candy or something, yeah. uh, like a, a Werther's that 
you know you would you would sit there and suck on although i find it hard to like even with like a lollipop or something i always end up chewing it anyway but right my point is is like you it is a totally different experience with this chocolate why are we talking about chocolate again so why did i take us down this rabbit hole of dark chocolate okay but but um it reminds me of this other experience that that i had um because we're talking about whole foods but this the 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 paradox of choice applies to any store especially any large store whole foods are relatively large except the one in beverly hills the size of a convenience store Um, (laughs) it's it's a really large convenience store it's It's a a really large healthy convenience store. it's a bodega basically um it's one of them shoppies (laughs) what that is is that a european (laughs) term no no because like there's shops Uh, and then they're like some of them have the uh, e on the the e at the end (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um anyway i i um when we lived in missoula there was a time when i needed to go buy uh i wanted to buy one of these five gallon buckets of water in case the apocalypse hit or something right um (laughs) that's not the actual reason but like there's a complicated reason long story short yeah long story short i i I, there was a five gallon thing of water i wanted to buy so i went to the whole foods equivalent in missoula it's a place called the good food store there's another one called natural grocers which is a chain across the mountain states i believe and um and anyway they're both really good options they're both out of water well, they're out of the jugs for the water, whatever. Mm-hmm. They, they just didn't have it. And me having the OCD that I have, I'm like, well, I need to get this checked off my checklist today. One, two, three. And so I said, okay, I'm going to go to Albertsons now because that's somehow better than Walmart because Walmart is like the, the evil place or whatever in my mind for some reason, even though I'm sure Albert Albertsons and, and, and Walmart they might be the same company, even who knows, right? Yeah. Um, and so, if you're selling goods really, really cheap, someone's paying for it. Ah, that's a good way to put it. There's man. no such, that's a minimal maximum. There's podcast. no such thing as a free lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast, Sean, it's a minimal maximum for you, but uh, not the free lunch one. I think someone else has said that before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I totally stole that from uh, Economics 101. <laughs> Zig Ziglar. <laughs> I stole that from. Uh, uh, oh man, what was his name? Not MLMD. The uh, it doesn't matter. Or economics. I'm sure teacher. that was a Zig Ziglar quote. Yeah, probably. Um, anyway. Uh, uh, or maybe one of his predecessors, even. Yeah. Selcheck, that's who I stole that from. Oh, yeah, Selcheck. Yeah. Um, uh, man, so anyway, uh, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole with you right now. Haha, <laughs> 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 try not to. <laughs> so I was at, uh, this is right after our documentary came out, and it was like the the strangest thing. Like I, I was recognized six times at this Walmart. and and <laughs> I think if well, I add it up, I've been recognized well. about six times in LA (laughs) (laughs) you're lucky you don't have such a large forehead as I do you know what I get a lot where do I know you from Uh where do I do we go to high school together yeah, I get like yeah, I get. Are that. we in the same permaculture uh, community group? <laughs> Swear to God, I get the most random like. Where do I know you? Are we in the same CrossFit class? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I yeah, I just get the um yeah you I recognize that forehead anywhere. Hey, your forehead's in that movie. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I'm at this Walmart. Like, no, I swear I'm just shopping for water. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's accusing you. I just saw your minimalism. I just saw your movie. What are you doing here? Can I get a picture with you? No, not here. Not a Walmart. Um, yeah, and and so I don't like I don't go like uh, to Walmart, but like I do go to Whole Foods quite a bit, and and I the paradox of choice uh, for people who are uninformed about what the paradox of choice basically like it's the reason that uh, we're all actually turned off by the paradox of choice. Paradox of choice means we have so many options that we end up not making a decision at all. Right. Grocers and other places actually don't want the, you to have the paradox of choice. And that's why they create these. I remember when we worked for the telecom company that we worked for for over a decade. 
Um, we had good, better, best plans. That's what you want to present to people. You want to present people, here are your three options. People like options. People hate too many options, mm. right? It's like when you go somewhere and you feel overwhelmed, you feel overwhelmed because there are too many options. And so places try to help you make the choice for you. So how do I deal with the, the good, better, best uh, thing? I create my own good, better, best if there's a paradox of choice, right? Mm. And so if there are so many options, I'll say, okay, I'm going to pick three and then what are the three that I would ideally choose? Like what, what I'm going to be happy with any of these three choices. Okay. And then which one is the most ideal right now? Now, most ideal might mean most ideal because of price, most ideal because of taste, most ideal because of my current need, mm. uh, it, it, most ideal because of the time of day, the chocolate bar that I want right now, here are the three options. Well, I want one with no sugar. I'm going to buy the hundred percent. Right. Mm. And so there's my good, better, best, as opposed to the 400 chocolate bars they have. What are the three I know are good options? Here's my good, better, best. Pick one of those three. I know I'm going to be happy no matter what. Yeah, you know, my favorite, uh, or, or I, may, I don't know if it's my favorite, but like the, the example I think of the most when it comes to paradox of choice is the cereal aisle. Like when I was a kid, it's like, all right, I want to get some like, you know, delicious sugary cereal. And then, you know, finally, let's say I, I settle on cornflakes, but then there's like four different brands of cornflakes. Mm. And it's like, well, this one's the most expensive. This must be the one that's the best. Right. Uh, when it comes to that type of paradox of choice, I, I just always go with the cheapest, the least expensive. I shouldn't say the cheapest, but the least expensive option. Mm. And sometimes that's a mistake. Sometimes I'm like, oh, why did I get that that really low brand tuna salad? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and, and sometimes it is a bad choice, but the vast majority of the time, uh, going with like the cheaper option is it is the way to go and I find out that like there are some really good off brands like Whole Foods specifically has that 365 off brand mm-hmm. yeah, they actually have a three have you been to the 365 store I have not but like 365 is like Whole Foods like uh, off brand for those who don't know they have the best macadamia nuts I have ever had, and I would not have tried them if they were not the cheapest option. I would have went with like the bulk section or whatever else. I would and you, and you learn a lesson from that as well. So uh, with, with goods, you're gonna. So you're talking about consumables right now. So like uh, yeah. a t-shirt, I wouldn't recommend going with the cheapest option every time. Correct. Um, yeah, yeah, just yeah, right. Groceries, consumables. Right? Yeah, and and as long as it is. Uh, same same quality uh, at least uh, right like i'm not right like i go out of my way to get like the no antibiotics grass-fed stuff organic yeah Yeah, no hormones added like that's two big things like stop eating meat with hormones and stop eating meat with antibiotics because mm-hmm. that transfers to us and it, and it screws with our our system right uh, so yeah I'm not going to go with the cheaper pack of bacon um, just because it's you know a dollar less per pound but it has hormones and antibiotics yeah and so to me like uh, so I'll only buy organic vegetables and and, and fruits right mm-hmm. and so in doing that, um, that automatically eliminates a lot of the choices. The conventional goods are automatically eliminated. I know those aren't even an option. They might be in the store, but they're not an option for me. It's like there are tiles on the floor, but I don't have the option of buying them the same way I'm not going to buy the regular banana or the regular conventional avocado. I know I'm only going to buy the organic goods. Not buying uh, uh, the, the cheapest meat because it... Um, 
but getting uh, you, but what you're saying is once it meets your standard, whatever your standard yes. is, yeah, yeah. then uh, experimenting with the sort of off-brand options because you don't have want to have a brand loyalty, and that allowed you to test out these macadamia nuts and say, okay, these are now if you would have bought those one time and said, oh, these are disgusting, then of course you don't go back again and, and right. try to buy the same ones. That would be silly. Yeah. Uh, the last thing that I will say here is this is the thing that is most important to me. Once I've established what my standards are, right? So yes. The organic or the no sugar, the no process. Um, and another standard for me is I, I tend not to buy things in, in a package. Mm. Um, now, there's two good things about that. One is I don't produce the extra waste from it. Mm -hmm. But also, things in packages, and, and we talked about this with, uh, uh, or I talked about it with Dr. Tommy Wood and Christopher Kelly. Like, one of the best things you can do for your diet is don't buy food that has a label on it mm. now there are obvious exceptions like a macadamia thing they have to put it in some sort of package that's different right mm -hmm. but the the macadamia nuts themselves would otherwise be fine outside of a, a package you know they're macadamia nuts but if it's a, in a bar form or something else then it starts to become kind of sketchy right it's a box of cereal that's not real food that's heavily heavily processed right. and so i avoid packaged food that, that my standards are uh, above things that are that are, are packaged right and so that eliminates a bunch of because I go down an aisle that's nothing but packaging I'm like oh there's nothing in this aisle for me to buy mm. and that moves me over to the fruits and the vegetables and the meats sort of the edges of the grocery store yeah. are the places at which I shop the most now here's the most important thing for me though I make a list and I stick to it now what do I mean by that I mean I make a grocery list before I go to the store. Mm -hmm. And let's say I want to get blueberries, but I forgot to put them on the list. Mm -hmm. I don't allow myself to buy the blueberries. Yeah, That is a real pain in the ass. And it sucks because I'm like, uh, because here's the problem with me. I know that I will let myself start making all kinds of exceptions. Oh, I meant to buy this other thing too. Of course I meant to buy the Frosted Flakes. <laughs> 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 I just forgot to put it on the list. And so what I'll do is I have to go home, put it on the list again, and then buy it the next day or the next week or whatever. And sometimes I, sometimes I have to go without. But guess what? It's okay to go without. That's the price of dealing. That's the price of intentionality. Yeah, it's funny too because like it's that is uh, that's a way to live a very deliberate life. Yeah. But uh, in, in this book uh, that we just mentioned on the podcast, we recorded uh, by Chris Hogan, Retire Inspire. Retired Inspire? Yeah, Retire. No, retire it is. Retire Inspire. Retire Inspire. Um, it talks about going to the grocery store mm -hmm. and, and having that list and how important it is to stay that list. It's not just important to, to be deliberate, but also if you're budgeting, right. sticking to the list is so important. And you know what? you might not get every, on a budget you might not get every single uh thing you want or every single name uh, name name brand thing that you want right um but yes this list is a huge tool it's it's one of those things that helps us set up the boundaries and i think that's what minimalism ultimately is yeah. it's helping us set up these boundaries so we can live an intentional life so we can live a meaningful life uh but but you know most importantly so we can live a life that we really really enjoy and boundaries like this are what help us do that the minimalists <laughs>